Hey, you, you want to see something really scary? What's your favorite scary movie? I'm going to scare the hell out of you. What was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. They're coming to get you, Barbara. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. What's blood for, if not for shedding? Welcome to Fright Night. Welcome back to Jump Scare. I'm Betty. And I'm Shad. This week we're covering 2022's Choose or Die. Congratulations. You are worthy. And remember, reality is cursed. You're not special. You are fire. Saw the eviction notice. This used to be a good neighborhood. What's this? Cursor. The 125 grand prize? There are a ton of unclaimed prizes from retro games. Could be easy money. You know Wilkie's on 37th? Yes, I do. Meet me there tonight at 1.30? It's a date. It's a deal. It's not like anything I've ever seen before. It seemed to affect reality. Choose, Kayla. Choose or die. Clean up. Stop! How was he doing? It's almost putting the words on the screen before I say them. I don't see how a video game can kill someone. The more the cursed suffer, the more the cursor benefits. If it sent you here, it can't be for anything good. It's gonna hurt. We gotta choose, Caleb. No! I think you might be what it was looking for. to think about that for a second because I was like wait a second did it come out in 2021 but it like was it created in that time and then it was just released <laughs> yeah it was just released it just came out Friday I think it did come out on Friday on Netflix because uh, Netflix is trying to rank in the horror for the last I would say probably two years they've been really pushing no probably since like Flanagan's Hush they've been pushing you know, more horror content, which I feel like when you look at Netflix, there's a whole lot of nothing. Like, for my horror choices, I'd rather go to, like, Tubi, Tubi or Voodoo, mostly yeah. Tubi. There's really not that many, like, movies from the past of horror on Netflix you want to see. There's not a lot of, you know, back catalog. All the horror stuff they have is all their original stuff. Yeah. So or, that's... like, new stuff that's really just ripping off old stuff but it's so old no one knows it because the audience that's watching netflix is young and has no idea any of this occurred that's true (laughs) so this film 
So I'm going to sum it up in a sentence. Okay. This film, Choose or Die, is Rangu meets Saw meets Tom Hanks big. I have to say Tom Hanks big. (laughs) Because in big, in the beginning of the film, I'm a huge big fan. So when I first saw this, I thought a lot of things, which we're going to get into. I'm mostly going to just talk a lot and then you're just going to chime in to like discuss the movie but okay. i'm going to discuss all this stuff before the movie like the like the whole history of this game <laughs> yeah. or or the type of like choose your own adventure um big because in the movie big in the beginning um josh is char- well tom hanks character josh is playing a game and it's an interactive game on his on his computer and the game is called cavern of the evil wizard has like a weird let me just butt in here and tell you that i played a lot of those text-based adventure games and they all sucked they yeah. were all terrible but at the time though if you're like josh is like i don't know let's say he's 11 it's a pretty cool game but i have to say that the that game did not exist that was a made for movie game yeah that's not something that you could actually like that specific game was not something you could play in real they life they had a lot of different ones of it i remember i had a few and they were always so hard to figure out with some of you had to know exactly what to say and do there was no like guessing if you didn't get exactly the right answer that was it you were done you were stuck in a pit forever whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah. you're 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 dead yeah exactly now the choose your own adventure or secret path books that came out between 1979 to 1998 those were really big and they're just little white mass markets with amazing like front covers you know and it's literally what it is it's a choose your own adventure he would read up to a certain point of the story and then you would you get to choose what was going to happen to if your you character jump over the wall go to page 98 if you want to crawl into the manhole go to page 72 i still have a book i think it's called like the 12th princess i think from when i was a kid and it's a choose your own adventure but specifically for girls it was a one-off book i loved that book i mean obviously i've had it for a really long time i'm talking about i was probably like eight or nine years old when i got this book they had a few like dungeons and dragons choose your own adventures too that would tell you to roll dice and if you roll between one and ten go to this page if you roll more than ten go to this page so they tried to, you know, everybody was trying to get in on that game. Now, in 1991, a game came out called Atmosphere, which is an Australian game and in other regions is called Nightmare, which we have played. We've yep. uh, had a, a friend of ours bring it over and we played it. That was an interactive game. And you had a videotape that came with the game later on throughout the years they upgraded to dvd <laughs> but it was a hilarious uh vhs i think a dvd as well a star trek game the next generation they use a lot of, there's a lot of memes of it where it's galron the klingon just doing like choose like yelling at you to make your choice on things it's hilarious <laughs> yeah well in that game there's like a gatekeeper and that's the person well who you're going to see when you play the the video the the game and you have to beat the host by facing your fear within a certain time limit. And, like, that was a thing of the game. So when I saw this Choose or Die, of course, 
I know there's like this huge thing of like nostalgia, nostalgia, nostalgia. That's what every, you know, all a lot of these films that are coming out are just really harping on the whole nostalgia of it all. But I thought of all of these things I just mentioned when I thought about the film and I that's why I was interested. I I was I was I, they got they like clickbait me. They got me. I'm a mark. <laughs> Now, everything I mentioned was more exciting to me than this film. (laughs) Well, the film, uh, it has a, where, we don't even know what year it is. There's no, and it it doesn't really matter. It's not set in the 80s. It does harp a lot about the 80s because that's where this game is more modern. They're using, you know, they're using smartphones and that. So it's within at least the last 10 years or so. Yes, but the way... They it just looks like such a bleak ass future. Like like they took like the whole like Judge Dread thing. Like you live in like this crazy area where it's all like apartment buildings and everyone is poor and you're working. This company is like the owner of everything and overseeing everything. Which I feel like in a lot of these Netflix movies, that's like a big thing. I can think of two movies that we've actually seen horror movies that have that like the big companies out and it's really like the one running everything kind of thing uh-huh. and the company's name is kismet which i mean come on right there in the name you're like oh, okay and we see right off that they own the building she lives in the place where she works the trash company is like tr- kismet trash they they own everything in the city which if you've seen enough movies you're like Whack, whack. That company's behind the game. Like, there's something tied. We're not even sure, like, what city this takes place in. They exactly. To, yeah, it's just... I think someone, the the kid had, like, a New York plate. Her friend. Um, So you have Kayla, who... Uh, she's played by an actress named Lola Evans, and she's mostly known for that TV series, The 100, which I have never seen, so... Yeah, everyone was like, oh, The 100 is the best show. And then the guy is a guy you've seen so many times. Yeah, Asa Butterfield. He has been in literally everything. From Ender's Game, uh, Hugo, The Boy in the Striped Pajamas, Nanny McPhee. He's been in everything. For He's a child actor from a way back. Nanny McPhee returns. Oh, sorry. Um, the music is by the prodigy songwriter Liam Howlett's. Unfortunately, the lead singer of The Prodigy passed away in 2019, which is devastating. Yeah. I really like that band. 90s band. Um, and it, he's doing, like, the synth music in the film. Um, well, he did the synth music in the film. And the game... And, oh, the most important thing. The most important thing is the game is actually narrated by Robert England. Which, who's playing himself in the film. Yeah, he's just playing Robert England narrating the game. And that's kind of, a, to me, that was one of the best parts of it because, you know, he did a lot of stuff like that in the 80s. He did the Freddie, you know, talk line. He had the Freddie album. So I feel like this could have been, with a little tweaks, this could have been another Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Are we going to... Like just, a new Nightmare kind of thing. Yeah, they really... There's I mean, even to the point there's a Nightmare on Elm Street poster in someone's, like, bedroom where they're playing the game. So they really kind of pushed that... I wonder if this was like started out as like a treatment for like a revision of Nightmare on Elm Street where it was going to turn out that Freddy was actually Robert England doing all this, you know. There is a lot to unpack there. Um, th- you know, 
they really wanted to go through the whole like 80s thing. Oh, it's written by Simon Allen is the screenwriter of the film. And they really wanted to go and let you know right off the bat, like, okay, this is the, like the father's obsessed with the 80s. You open up where this family's having like a discussion. Now, are we going to do spoilers? I should probably have asked you that at the beginning or because this is so new, because usually the movies we choose are like mad old. Yeah, we'll try and keep the spoilers to a minimum, but there may be some. Kayla, uh, she is the main character in the film and she kind of stumbles upon, her and her friend kind of stumble upon um, the game. And Cursor is the name of the game. Yeah, they they collect old computer parts and games, and they've got a whole, like, their own, like, shop. It's kind of ambiguous what it is. They go through, uh, like, a, she always goes through, like, a sewer tunnel to get there, it seems like. That's where the whole, like you said, the Judge Dredd thing that does remind me of that, too. It's like a little shop slash house that he has where he's got all of his uh, junk computers and games. That's where they find it. Yeah. The shop is called Bite Me. B-Y-T-E, which I loved. And I love that this is so... They went all the way back with this. This is not just like a floppy disk. This is one of those old uh, like cassette games that looks like an audio cassette that you had to put a player and hook it up into your... like. Probably Commodore 64 or something like that in order to use it. It's way mad old. Yeah. And then at one point, they like have to go to like where it all began. And it's a fucking beta. <laughs> beta Max. Oh, no. It's not even that. It's a uh, three quarter inch. It's like a professional TV station tape. I'm good. You would know because you're fancy. Yeah. And that's have what worked that is. In a, uh, that, that kind of lifestyle. I was just a lifestyle, but yeah, those you know kind of VCRs that and that stuff, those tapes were horrible. They weighed 80 pounds and they were no better than the regular tapes. I wasn't alive when Beta came out, so Beta was actually smaller and better. Really? Yeah. The Beta tapes. I thought it were, was huge. What no. am I thinking about that's like fucking massive? You're thinking of those like three quarter inch tapes you always see at the TV station. Mm. They're larger, heavier, and all that. And the Beta tapes were smaller and the same, they were the same quality as VHS. The problem was that they were made by Sony, and Sony refused to license the beta technology to any other company. So no one could make VCRs except Sony. They were all in beta format. So since they couldn't use their format, they came up with their own, which was VHS. And yeah. then they licensed it, like other companies licensed it out to everywhere. And then it just became the more popular format because you could buy it everywhere and buy it cheaper. And Sony was like, oh, shit, okay, we probably shouldn't have done that. So but, when Blu-ray came along, that's why Sony licensed that shit to everybody, mm. including Disney. Like, when you, uh, do you get my whole comparison? My, like, Ringu meets Saw meets Big now? Or do you know? Uh, a little bit. With the, I don't get the big part of it because no one really changes or anything. They're making a choice. No, the big but... is the choose your own adventure aspect of it. Okay. Because she has to make a choice on what path she wants to go to. Does she want to choose or die? Yeah. It's I've a... only seen big once in my life, so I can't really tell you what's what much goes on in okay. that movie. Well, we're going to... That's that's the only connection to the film. That's it. Okay. It's just the literally the beginning of the movie... he's playing the game when he gets older he goes to work for a toy he works for a toy company and 
he wants, what annoys him is the game he's playing as a kid. He's like, I wish the game could do this. I wish the player would be able to do this. And then he creates his own choose your own adventure game that has like the things that he likes better. So that's, that's where that comes. That's the only reason why big comes into my mind when I think of it. Saw because of obviously the torturous things that they have to do. And then the Rangu, uh, because of the cursed object slash, I mean, spoiler alert, we have to like spread it to like, yeah, you know. You gotta share it around. You gotta share it around kind of thing. Um, now, what's yeah. kind of funny to me is that, you know, Robert England's doing the voice of this thing in it, and he directed the 976 Evil movie back in the 80s where it was people calling in to a, uh, uh, an evil line and getting their, you know, same kind of thing. You got your wish, someone will get hurt or something like that. And uh, it's kind of funny that he's back in the same kind of thing now. And I'm going to take it even, <coughs> I'm going to go even further with it. Because I was like, man, they really thought, they they purposely, I feel, chose him to, like, do this. Because Freddy's dead, what happens? Oh, he goes into the video He's game. in the video game. Yep. And he's controlling the player and kills the player in the video game. See, that just more makes me think that they had originally maybe pitched this as a Nightmare on Elm Street kind of thing. So, I mean, maybe, but, I, I, you know, who knows? But that's, like, the whole, like, the tie to, like, Robert England in that aspect for those two things. Which, it's like, okay, you have to obviously be a fan. The, the beginning of the movie, you know, they're just shoving like 80s stuff in your you know down your throat they got like they're talking about gary newman they got the nightmare on elm street you know they're playing the the compute old school computer game you know it's choose your own adventure kind of thing it's i mean and they're just things upon things upon things i wish the film it's like it was okay it's not my favorite movie. It was watchable. There were some points I felt like were kind of weak. I feel like the relationship between uh, Kayla and Isaac Isaac were it was it was kind of I don't want to say forced, but it was like why are they friends? Like she doesn't seem to like really like him. He's kind of obsessed with her, and he didn't seem like he got out a lot. Like. Was he wearing Depends? Because every time we saw this kid, all he was doing was in front of the computer. I thought maybe the whatever he was working on was going to, like, counteract or, like, help her in a way. But I guess it was just his knowledge of, like, coding and games. Old games old and that games. kind of stuff. Because he's another one that's obsessed with the 80s. Uh, so, you know, and then obviously you have to have somebody help you. Because this, there, I mean, I would be shocked if this was, like, a high on the high budget end um i feel like it was very low budget all the sets were very simple like there were not a lot of places that they went to yeah the it cast was is much, very small yeah the cast is small and the, the sets were pretty much like a dirty apartment a dirty game shop slash apartment a cafe that's you know generic cafe set a big empty building that they were cleaning and then an empty warehouse full of the shit later on if I feel like if they would have had, they've they obviously had a smaller budget because the scene where it's a rat, like an oversized rat, is supposed to be attacking the mom. You never, you only see it in like a bit, like pixelated, like a bit. 
Yeah, you see it like on a, like a computer screen. Yeah, you never see it really attacking her. A high budget, like a high movie would take advantage of like CGI, whatever, in that moment and have that crazy looking rat like going after the mom. Um, so, I and then I, the, the choose your, like the choices were kind of weak and the whole thing really just plays on the tragedy that befell like Kayla and her mom and like that's how the game is able to get her to manipulate her to continue playing and or to get I mean she really doesn't have a choice literally she has to choose or die (laughs) so like the title yes which was originally named Cursor yeah which is the name of the game yeah I think that'd been a better name for the movie to be honest Maybe it was too close. Choose or die sounds too much like truth or dare or some of those others that are out there. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Maybe that's why they chose the choose or die because you're like, oh, okay. There's other movies like that. So we're going to Yeah, there there were some good scenes in it. There's some good... um, There's really not a lot of gory parts to it or anything. There's one scene that could have been that way, but they really didn't show a lot with it either. It's it's not really until the very end you see any kind of really... Even then you don't see a lot. You just get more of an aftermath of what happened. But yeah, they don't really have a lot of uh, gore effects or effects of any kind in it, really. And I wasn't scared. I'm trying to really think, was I scared in any moment of the film? I cared about Kayla's character um, because of what happened you know, to her family and you know, what they're going through. I did care about that aspect. You know, I did care about the character. Um, But other than that, and there's a lot of things that are left. I mean, and they did this freaking on purpose, okay? The whole origin of the game. But we're going to say the game, quote unquote. The whole origin of it all they totally left it for a prequel. Like, they they left that open-ended. They don't give you any yeah. explanation. It's like, here it is, and then I did it this way, and now this is what's happening. The end. Like, and this, now you have to deal with the consequences or, you know, whatever was happening within the game. Um, so there isn't really much of that. And, like, what is the draw, I guess, the drive for... The main guy. I don't know. There's. I have questions. Yeah, they didn't explain a lot of motivation of like how they found this, how they started it, why they started it. Like you said, that's that's going to be saved for the prequel, or it's going to be one of those things where they just thought, eh, who cares? We're just this is what's happening. Yeah. Because there were a lot of movies like that where they're like, oh, we found this evil thing. And it's this is why it's doing it's doing this, but we never really find out why. Yeah, they're really. I mean, this is obviously someone that was really like really liked the whole choosing your own adventure thing really probably really enjoyed playing nightmare or atmosphere nightmare um game and was like i'm gonna take it to the next level and kind of like mix in with all these other things to create this like world you know and it's something and it's i don't want to say clever but it's definitely something that could be done over and over again kind of like the escape room games yeah you know obviously created because of the whole blow up of escape rooms um so yeah i wish i would have seen more i miss you i wish it was more horrific 
I guess I shouldn't say horrific, but I wish it was a little more gra- like graphic. And I'm not really one for gore. You know, I'm I'm not a gore whore. Like I don't care for that. But I feel like in this instance, I would have been okay if that would have happened, especially with the name of the title. Like, can we have some danger? Yeah, it wasn't like you know, are the whole thing. There's no jump scares really. There's no like. It's just not that scary. It's not scary. It, it's a. It's a, one of the one that I would say is a good like intro to horror kind of movie. Definitely for someone that's like twelve to fourteen, and they're like. Hey, I want to see a horror movie. Like you can, like okay, well, we show you this one to ease you in. We're not going to start you off with Cannibal Holocaust. Let's start you off with this one and work your way up to this real hardcore stuff. This one would be fine for that. I don't remember if there's cussing, but there's no sex. No, there's a little bit of cussing here and there, and that's about it. A twelve to fourteen year old can handle it easy. This would be a good like sleepover movie for young kids. That you're like, here, put this on. They'd be terrified by it because they haven't seen anything like it. It'd be fun for them, and that's that's about it. It's not a bad movie, but it's just not something that I'm going to revisit, you know? But I could see if you were younger, this would be something exciting for you. And what would you rate this? I'd give it two and a half out of four knives. Yeah, I would give it, I would give it two knives. Two knives. If you like this film, or if you didn't like this film, or if you just wanted to watch a movie that was kind of like sharing the same world, you should catch out uh, the game, which is actually an interactive game like Atmosphere, Beyond the Gates. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Which had Barbara Crampton in it, and she's the gate. And if you don't know who Barbara Crampton is, just look that up. Come on. Um, and, and she would, she's the, I would say she, uh, equivalent to, she's the, uh, Robert England in the film. <laughs> yeah. She's like the gatekeeper in that one that's doing yeah. everything. There's another good, uh, video game movie that I've always liked. That one called Brain Scan. Oh, yes. That's a good one. That's another good video game movie. Um, I'm trying to think of some others that have been out there. What's that terrible one that came out like in the early 2000s about the, uh, uh, they tried to tie it in to, like, the uh, the Blood Countess and all that. Like, she was coming through the game. Like, I have no idea what that is, but that sounds terrible. It's got Frankie Muniz in it. Yeah, it's it's real bad. Yeah. It's another one that you're just like, come on, really? And I, that's why I just don't think the video game movies have ever really worked, you know? Yeah, I mean, I There's a few I here and there that are pretty good, but for the most part, stay alive. Mm. You have to... Stay alive while you play the game. Does John Travolta come out in the end? No, there's no John Travolta. I feel like John Travolta wearing the Michael Myers mask with but, like the suit. But your boy Milo uh, Ventimiglia, whatever you say his name, is in there. Ooh. He's in this movie. Adam Goldberg is in it. Okay, we have to see this movie. Or I have to see this movie on my own because you already saw it. You already went through the two hours of torture. I don't want to do that to you again. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's not good. No, I would say Beyond the Gates. I mean, I I love Brain Scan, don't get me wrong. Only because it's it's a lot like the Nightmare Game. It's, you know, like the Choose Your Own Adventure. I'm sorry, Choose or Die. It, you know, it's two brothers that, you know, their father ran a VHS rental store. He passes away. He disappears, actually. He disappears. The last thing they find out that he did was that he was playing this game and they get into the game and then they have to they actually get in the game 
um, kind of thing. But it's that whole thing. You pop the videotape in and there's a board game and you have to make decisions and what's going to happen and stuff like that. So, and I, and you know, that movie also, it has its faults. It's just, it's one of those things like you have this idea and you go out there and you're like, okay, I, I have this idea. I have love for these kind of games. I have love for horror. This is the kind of thing I want to see. But then you can't fulfill it to the end correctly. Like you just get there halfway. I don't know. I it, The movie was The problem fine. is that none of these things really ever get the budget that they need to do this. Most of these kind of things need about like twice what they had, you know? Yeah. Well, I have to say the Beyond the Gates, they did a pretty freaking good job. I mean, it's a, you know, I'm not at all ripping anything towards the movie. It's an indie film, indie horror. Love it. It was entertaining. I'd say it's the same kind of way like with Brain Scan. They, they did a good job of like, they picked a game that was going to be very lo-fi. Theirs was kind of like a virtual reality thing where you put on the, the Brain Scan headset and you kind of go into the game and then it becomes a question of like, is what's happening in the game real or not? And it has a pretty clever twist on it at the end that I always liked. But again, it's another one you could do for a low budget because it wasn't one with a lot of big video game effects. There wasn't a lot of transporting and all that kind of stuff. It was just, you're in a world and you're doing things, but the world looks very much like ours. So you could get away with not having like fancy effects. Yeah, this is very much like, like you said, Pre-teen horror, like perfect for Netflix's audience. Yeah, you know that's just exactly what it is. So you're, it's not going to be anything totally insane. Um, but you know, it was fine. I the ending when you get to the end, it was like, oh, okay. It that it, was probably the best part for me is the ending. We won't say what it is. But I think the best part was the ending because you get the idea of like, oh, okay, this is this is where everything kind of ties in together. And it ended. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yes, it is tie, ties in. Which you kind of see in the beginning of the movie. I'm not going to... In the beginning of the movie, when all you hear is the sounds, like you hear conversations happening, that alludes to what happens because that's when... She stumbles upon the thing and I'm like, boom, this is who these people are. Like right off the bat. Because there are clues in the dialogue that's happening between the characters. Because it, it the movie does kind of like lead you that way. But you forget because now you have these new characters that are actually going to the stuff. And you're like, okay. Um, but yeah, I give it I give it two knives. Would I watch it again? Maybe when our daughter is between the ages of 12 to 14, when we're yeah. introducing her, which she already knows who Ash is. So <laughs> I don't know if she's going to make it there. At 12 years old, she might be already have watched, you know, the, all the Evil Deads. She might be God knows where. She's already done half Halloweens. We are at least up to number three. <laughs> you know, who and knows? we have that awkward conversation about... Now, Zadie, this Halloween's not going to have Michael Myers in it. It's going to be, oh man. <laughs> We're going to have to do that again. It's going to be all over again. It's not going to have Michael Myers the way you think it's going to have Michael Myers. But you are going to see technically, him. Technically, he is there, but yeah. not there. Yeah. Which, what a weird decision they made. Okay, I'm not going to get in that, that whole thing. But we'll get into that later. 
What did, I, or, or maybe we already did get into it. We've talked a lot about We Halloween. did, but I, I'll tell you about it later. Thank you so much for joining us in another episode. Semi-spoiler, semi-not-spoiler of Choose or Die. Stay tuned to the horror. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.